Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to up-level your mental health game. Because as you know, that's how you go from just surviving to full-on thriving. What is up, my friend? How are you doing today? I freaking, I love doing this podcast. I love popping into your ears every week. I hope you enjoy it too. (laughs) I just want to hit you with a quick reminder that if you have not already, please do your girl a favor and leave a review on the podcast. I think I don't know if you can leave it elsewhere, but you know, if you're on iTunes, let's let's do this thing. Um, it just takes a moment and it really helps out the show. So this is just me saying to you, hey, don't forget, okay? <laughs> and then also, um, I want to let you know that, of course, if you ever need any free tools, re- any resources besides this podcast, obviously, um, if you go to www.simplyali.com slash tools, I have things like meditation, mantras, um, BTB basics, which is basically what it takes to beat bipolar anxiety and depression. I also have a free tool called 20 plus books that can change your life. All, all this good stuff. So if you're not using up any of those, go make sure you grab them. They're there for you to support you, to help you on your journey with all the things mental health. So let's just dive on in, shall we? Let's start talking about why we go for Band-Aid solutions, because it's a thing. It certainly is a thing. And it's a thing that I dealt with for a very long time, for a good portion of my life. (laughs) And, you know, especially when you're dealing with bipolar anxiety and depression, um, that can be a go-to. That can be something that's, that's just, we don't even realize we're doing it, We're just doing what makes us feel good in the moment. And that is really the Band-Aid solution. And so the reason that really happens is because, you know, we're in this state of panic or really seeking help and not just like general help, like, oh, I'd like to get some help. No, it's like, I need help right now. I, I need help in this very moment. And if we don't know how to control our emotions or if we don't know maybe healthy coping behaviors, um, that kind of stuff, then we're going to go for a quick Band-Aid solution, which, you know, Band-Aids are great and all, but sometimes you got to cut so deep a Band-Aid just isn't going to do it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Band-Aids aren't meant to, to heal these deeper wounds that we have. Um, you know, they're meant to just make you feel better for a little bit. You're like, oh, I can't see it. And maybe there's blood not getting everywhere. And so I feel better because it's just covered <laughs> temporarily. Um, yeah, that's why I don't, I don't, my kid, my kids hardly ever use band-aids. I'm like, look, unless we can't stop the bleeding, you're just going to have to let it dry out. That was gross and too much information. You're welcome. Um, but, you know, I'm going to kind of share some of the Band-Aid solutions that I used to used to be like my go-tos um, because I think it'll kind of give you an example of what a Band-Aid solution might look like. But also, um, you know, like, you know me, I'm all about relating. I'm all about personal experience. So here's what's up. So 
basically, you know, I've got I've got four things here that were kind of my not kind of, they were my band-aid solutions when I was still struggling with bipolar anxiety and depression, which I'm not anymore. Um, but you know, the first thing was kind of, I always combined sugar and caffeine as kind of a combo for me. And it was something that I was incredibly, incredibly addicted to. And now I want you to know, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to tell you why I went for that band-aid solution. I did not know though, at the time, why I was doing what I was doing. I really didn't. Um, I only know now because I've taken some time um, after I beat the bad to to reflect on my past and kind of see like, okay, why was I doing the things I was doing and to pick my own brain apart <laughs> and, and kind of figure myself out just for fun, you know? <laughs> Not that I needed to, but um, yeah, just something I did. But I very much depended on sugar and caffeine and that was to keep my mood up because with bipolar and especially depression, my mood would constantly be slumping into this very, very dark place. And so my kind of way of being like, well, I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. My go-to was loads and loads of sugar and caffeine. Like we're talking, I mean, clearly like (sighs) candy, cake, like anything that just was punched, packed full of sugar, but then also, you know, sodas, energy drinks, caffeine pills. And it was all to just so I could like feel happy, basically. Quotes here, happy. Of course, that doesn't last and that leads to a sugar crash and all the fun things, but that's why it was a band-aid solution because in that moment, I was like, yes, I feel good. And then like, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, (laughs) I need more candy. I need need more sugar. Uh, (laughs) But so that was one of them that I really really depended on. And for a very long time, mind you, that one was probably the one that I depended on the longest and the most. You're going to have to bear with me because my voice is just shot. And so I'm going to be drinking water. Hello. Okay. The other one was alcohol. And the alcohol for me, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I, I never go to the extent of saying that I was an alcoholic or that I was necessarily addicted to it, but if I had the chance, I would go for it because it allowed me to not care. Um, th- basically, just like, you, I mean, we all kind of, I guess maybe, I don't know, do you know how alcohol works? We all kind of have the basis of how it works. But basically, for me personally, it got me to a state of not caring, and so that kind of allowed me to you know, cry less. Although let's be honest, there were plenty of times where I was drunk and crying a lot, but, um, you know, I just, I would drink to get drunk so that I would not care so that I could try to have fun, not think about all the things that were weighing me down. And, um, you know, I, it was just, it was not healthy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't even drink like recreationally because it just doesn't, I don't know. I just don't personally find joy in it anymore. Well, not that I found joy in it then either. It was really just a band-aid solution. Um, but I don't need it. I can create my own happiness. I know that now. Um, and I didn't realize that then. Um, but yeah, it really just got me to this place of not caring. And that was sometimes, sometimes felt like a good thing, but also sometimes it, it was a very bad thing. Um, I got hurt, like just all, all the things. Anyway, that's, we're just going to leave that where it is. But alcohol. And that's something that, you know, 
I want you to, I'm bringing these up because I want you to be able to start to kind of think, like, is there anything that you feel dependent on? Not from a necessarily a place of like, I'm addicted to it, but, you know, those were both things I was really dependent on to lift my mood. Um, and so, you know, just kind of look for things like that, even in your own life, you know, as a Band-Aid solution. Is there something that you're constantly like, oh, I've had a, you know, oh, I deserve this. Like I deserve a glass of wine or I deserve a piece of cake or I, you know, I earned this or my day's been so rough. I should have this. And that's kind of this like Band-Aid solution of, oh, I'm not feeling good right now. Or I've had a hard day or things could be better or maybe this will make things better. And so you go for that thing. If that makes sense. I always say if that makes sense, because that's just my thing. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, the other two would be one was actually giving up was a Band-Aid solution, which seems kind of weird. But, you know, there's things outside of us, but there's also behaviors that can be Band-Aid solutions. So one of my behaviors was giving up. And for me, it was just a way like it was just something that required less effort. So I didn't have to try right? I didn't have to, I didn't have to try and then fail or even try and have to go through that process. And it also reinforced like the beliefs I had about myself that I will, I couldn't succeed at anything, that I was stupid, that I was dumb, that I was, I wasn't worth anything. It was actually a way that I did, again, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a way for me to reinforce those beliefs. So if I gave up, it didn't have to try. And then it reinforced the fact that I wasn't great at anything. I couldn't, I couldn't be successful at anything. And then the last one, which of course is, is quite possibly the least pretty, um, if you will, but it was self-harm. That was one of my band-aid solutions. And, um, for me really, it, it was a form of punishment for not being happy, for not being, I don't know, it was a punishment for being broken. It was a punishment for feeling the way I was feeling. It was a punishment for just not being able to get my stuff together, which is unfortunate and it's sad looking back at it now. But, you know, it was a way for me to punish myself for feeling those feelings, which nobody should ever have to punish themselves for feeling those feelings. Um, But it was also a way for me to let out the anger and the aggression that I was feeling in a way where I felt like I had control, if that that's, it sounds very weird and maybe, I don't, it's so interesting because I don't, like for somebody who's never been in that space or never had like fathomed those thoughts because I know I've had students that have not self-harmed but have had thoughts of it and we, you know, we bring them back from that that ledge which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I just, I don't know what, if this even makes sense to somebody who hasn't had that kind of, experience if they can if like maybe if that's you I don't know if you can wrap your head around what it would be like to be in that headspace and how you even make sense of inflicting harm on yourself it's it's a whole thing um and please if if you are considering like if that's a thought you have or if you are you know dealing with self-harm um forgive me I don't know what episode number it is but I have done an episode on self-harm so if you if you go back through the podcast um it's in the title so you'll definitely be able to find it and please go listen to that one um but yeah so those are those are four ways you know sugar and caffeine um alcohol giving up self-harm those were band-aid solutions that I used to use I just hiccuped <laughs> and um here's the thing like again it it creates that quick relief 
That's all it does. Because none of those things, like after I did them, when I was, I was I like, yes, I'm so glad I pumped myself full of caffeine to the point where I was dry heaving on the side of the road. Or like, yeah, I'm so glad I like drank that much alcohol, made poor decisions, or gave up, or hurt myself. Like it was never this like, yes, that's who I want to be. That's who I want to continue being. <laughs> Let me celebrate those actions. You know, they were things that I, w- I felt either guilty about or you know, I was like, oh, why did you do that? Or I wish I didn't have to do that or any of those things. And that's how you can kind of tell too, that's sometimes not always, but that's kind of telltale signs that it's a band-aid solution. And so what I want to encourage that you do is, is try your best to start, you know, baby steps always, as always baby steps, but start getting away from those band-aid solutions because they're just, they're not... <sighs> they're really most likely not who you want to be, not representative of how you want to behave or act or the habits or whatever that you want to have. And I'm talking about the you that wants to be better, the the you that knows that like you can be living from this place of, of happiness and, and love. That version of you, <laughs> you know, it doesn't want that for you. It, it wants something healthier. It wants something more constructive, most likely. I mean, I'm not going to make assumptions about you. I don't want to be that person because that's one of my rules is don't make assumptions. I'm like back and forth in water and tea just to try to not sound like I'm dying. Um, But yeah. So, you know, I think about it this way. There's a couple different ways I feel like that are really powerful that you can use as relief. Okay. And so one, of course, as always, is going to be self-care. Um, everybody's on, I feel like everybody's on the self-care train, but you know, self-care can look like however you want it to look like. Um, you know, and I, of course, I'm always going to sit here and be like, self-care should, it should be healthy. It should be constructive. Um, but if that's like listening to me, like positive music, going for a walk, um, reading a book, taking a bubble bath. I don't know. All the things, all the self-care things. I feel like it's it's just doing too much for me to sit here and list them. But you know what self-care is most likely for you, or you have an idea of what self-care could look like for you. So that is definitely a form of relief. Rather than going for the quick band-aid, doing something that is from an act of love, an act of care for yourself, because that is key. And the other is being proactive as relief. And so this is where, you know, taking the time to do the inner work to, you know, really try to up your mental health or try to reduce the stress that you're feeling in your life or, you know, any of those things, that is really being proactive. You know, things like watching your energy, like how much are you giving to others versus how much are you giving to yourself? All of that good stuff, that is being proactive. And that's why, um, you know, in my program, Beat the Bad, the first part is all about kind of that self-care. It's it's more it's more reactive care, if you will. Um, and then there's and then we move into more proactive stuff so that you can get ahead of it and and keep things in, in a more check and balance type of state, if you will. Um, but those kinds of things can 
really be used for relief. And like one of my favorite things to do is meditating. Um, and I'm not talking like a freaking hour in the morning and at night and all the things. I know meditation can look like that and that's cool. But like my meditation looks like sitting around screaming children for five minutes. And even if my daughter tried to feed me a Cheerio, like just meditating <laughs> when all the that's going on so that I can use that as a solution and not something like, oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed or, oh, I feel stressed and just like giving up and packing a bag and running away or like eating a whole bunch of freaking cake or candy or something to be like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. So let me try to up my mood. You know, I, I use something like meditating to just calm myself, center myself, relax my freaking brain and just zen out for a freaking second. <laughs> and that is, it's, that's why I do it in such, such short spurts. And I've taught myself how to meditate around noise, around activity. Um, cause basically that is a behavior. That is an action. That's a habit that I know for me, I want to focus on. That is what the version of me that is calm and collected and, feels really good and feels, you know, good about life. Like that's what she does. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> Getting all third person. Um, but that's where you kind of, it's important to focus on the big picture. You know, do you want to be that person that meditates? Do you want to be that person that goes for a walk? Do you want to be that person? You know, it, it's not about saying, oh, I'll be that person when, oh, I'll be that person if, it's about bringing who, like the big picture down to what's going on right now. That's what it's about. And so the way you get away, you shift away from the Band-Aid solutions is you focus on that big picture. You focus on kind of like what life could be like, if you will. Because I remember when I was in the bad, it was like, oh, I just want to be happy. I just want to be like, I want life to be like this. And instead of trying to bring that down, I just left it in a what if space or a could space. And it was just a way. And I was like, oh, well, if things change in my life, like if it's a bad, I don't know. I don't know. But I always kept it at a distance. So what I want to encourage you to do is you bring that big picture down to you, down to you. And when you start doing that and you start taking those baby steps towards being that person, not going for a Band-Aid solution, but becoming who you want to be, it really builds up your patience. It, it builds up. I mean, it really just builds up that patience. And so you don't feel the need to seek the band-aid solutions because you're like, well, I'm doing this because this is who, this is who I want to be. And this is how, who I want to be would act. Okay. That's that's, that's what's up. That's how you take your world out of Band-Aid solutions and into, I mean, really is just bringing it into who you want to be, not just the habits that you've picked up because it's never like I was intentional about, you know, being like, oh, I'm just going to use sugar and alcohol and giving up and self-harm. Those are the things I'm going to use. <laughs> like they just kind of happen. They just kind of happen. But we can also shift into a different space and that can just kind of happen too. It happens. It all happens slowly. It builds up to something maybe we don't want slowly, but it also, and, and without our knowing, but like we also take the baby steps and then we kind of get into this space of, oh, we're being the person we want to be. 
without really realizing it. And it's kind of a cool thing. So yeah, that is it for this episode. But I do want to encourage you, if you want to, if you want to try out meditation, if you're like, huh, that sounds interesting, you know, definitely go to, like I said earlier, www.simplyolly.com slash tools. And I have meditation made simple. Um, it's basically for, it's that short meditation. So you're going to get an audio that you can listen to that will guide you through the meditation so you don't really have to think about it. But I also have a really sweet PDF that breaks down the importance of meditation, but also the structure. So like kind of the format so that if eventually you don't want to have to listen to something and you want to be able to guide yourself through it, that's what I, that's what I detail for you in the, in the guide, in the PDF. So I hope you check that out and I hope you start using that and get away from those band-aid solutions and more towards who you want to be. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply Ollie and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Hey there, before we totally wrap things up, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar anxiety and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy didn't offer me the clear steps to getting better that I so desperately craved. So I spent nearly 10 years figuring out how to break free from mental illness in a way that allowed me to feel in control, empowered, happy, and thriving. Now it's my mission in life to help more people do the same. That's exactly why I created my signature program, Beat the Bad. This is an eight-week program where I teach you the exact steps to conquer bipolar, anxiety, and depression. Look, these are tried and true practical steps that my students love because they are easy to use in everyday life. It's helped Shelby find freedom from depression through self-love. It's helped Allison build confidence and break free from years of struggling with anxiety and depression. Jessica now breezes through fear and Ashley can make anxiety take a back seat while she pursues the things that she's always wanted to do. Jody even turned her entire life around in just eight months after dealing with the bad for 15 years and trying all of the things with no success. Seriously, this is the program I wish had existed when I was struggling so hard with bipolar anxiety and depression. So if you're determined to beat the bad, create the change you've been wanting for so long, and live a life where you're finally thriving, then I'm here to help you make it happen. Simply go to www.simplyolly.com slash btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at TheRealSimplyOlly so that we can chat more about it. I can't wait to see you beat the bad.